This is Lady Tiffany Mott, and this is These Walls Are Thin. These Walls Are Thin. Welcome to my podcast, everybody. I hope everybody is having a beautiful Thursday, a beautiful Wednesday. <laughs> my gears are churning right now. Because I'm one of those people where I feel like, first and foremost, I didn't get enough sleep, but not last night. I went to sleep this morning. So there. Um, Yeah, I went to sleep this morning, not last night. Um, But something's been on my mind and something been on my spirit. One of the main things that's been on my mind um specifically um the whole mass resignation we're going to be talking about that next week. I'm going to tell you my story of job consistency and how consistent getting a job was in my life and how I was told that I didn't have enough experience and yada, yada, yada. And then, like, I turn around and see that y'all all are leaving those jobs that y'all so proudly boast about. And I'm like, girl, you know, I... needed a job and now everybody wants to quit when i have said on several different occasions like you know i had a hard time with keeping a job keeping a job getting a job that's the halfway through but keeping a job like it's like it's crazy but it's whatever so, I just felt some kind of way about, you know, when people say it's the mass resignation. And I was like, you know, I definitely, I know that everybody wants to work on the internet. Everybody want to work at home. Because if you work at home, you kill two birds with one stone. You save gas. And you won't have to worry about who is getting the kids when they come home. You don't have to worry about, okay, is so-and-so at the house? No, you're there because you've been working all day. Unless you went to go mail out your merch or whatever products you have. Now, that's what you do in the morning or something like that. But if you're still doing that, you can either still pick up the child or you can still take care of the child. You know, we're in this society. We have been brought up to work a nine to five. And nine to fives don't allow you to be home to take care of kids. I don't know why I'm upset. I don't know why I'm always talking about the kids that I don't have. But I've always wanted a career, and because and for me, it just seems like everybody had had this idea: you got to choose between a career and a child. And now you can have a career; all you need is a laptop or a computer, and you can open up whatever you got to do on the internet. So I totally understand this mass resignation, especially if you are a parent. And to me, I feel like that whole, the whole thing hovering above your head, whether you can have it all, you can. You can do your business inside your home. 
And I think that's a blessing. That's a blessing for these parents coming up. But that has always been something that's scratching my head. Now, when it comes to my pop star career, um, we're still looking at that. <laughs> I'm joking about the pop star career. But I think it's a beautiful thing that parents these days can be home when their kids come home from school. So this magic resonation makes so much sense, but I'm going to talk about that next Monday and I'm going to give you my details on my issues at this point and my issue with having a career and stuff like that. And I'm going to be honest with you. My mom probably never heard me said this. My goal was to be a mother. That's definitely was one of my goals. Um, but I wanted a career because I wanted to be able to take care of myself and you can't take care of yourself. You damn sure can't take care of no child. And that's the main thing I'm having a hard time with now is taking care of myself. But now I found out that you can work at home and you can do things on the internet and life just got simpler like that. So times are changing, you know, I mean, last decade, 10 years ago, you have never heard about some of these jobs that we have now. You have never heard about them. So I'm going to talk about that um, tomorrow. But today we're going to talk about world's werewolves y'all <laughs> we're gonna talk about werewolves i'm gonna talk about werewolves i'm gonna talk about my favorite werewolf movie i have not seen any other werewolf movie but i will say there's two of them that i kind of like um and then you know we're gonna you know talk about that but before we do that we're gonna talk about some news that's been going on lately we've been on the nba young boys case um, so apparently he was granted a $1.5 million bail with strict house arrest seven months of after arrest. They just try to take these people out for all their money. Let just be honest. Just say, hey, what if you got a million dollars, we want it. Because they would have never did that to a normal everyday person. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I know these rappers are not all wrapped too tight or whatever, but I'm going to be straight up honest when I know I know you're trying to take all their money. If you don't do it to them in death, you do it to them while they're alive with taxes and shit. Or with lawyer fees and stuff. So, I mean, that's the way they get you also as well is with bail. They're like, okay, you got a million bucks, we're taking it. Next story is also from v103.com. This one, um, it says Georgia pastor and Georgia. Stop watching Medea movies, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia pastor and tax preparer indicted for COVID relief scam. It says, according to a press release that the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Georgia published this week, Mac Devin Knight, 45, of Kingsland, is charged in a five-count indictment. The indictment accused him of lying to the Small Business Administration in a connection with applications for economic injury dis disaster loans, the press release said. As described in the indictment in February and March 2021, Knight applied for the EIDO, Else, which is the Economic Injury Disaster Loans, on behalf of two Camden County, Georgia businesses, Knight's Tax Services and Daddy Earl's Kitchen. Those EIDL applications falsely affirmed that the businesses each had 100 of 
thousands of dollars of gross revenue prior to the COVID pandemic. I mean, the Stephen pandemic. Pandora. The indictment alleged that Knight had been had made and transmitted to the SBA a falsified bank document to deceive the SBA into approving one of Knight's EIDL applications, according to the press release. The indictment further alleged that after receiving $149,900, y'all might as well say $150,000, from the SBA as a result of the false and fraudulent representation in Knight's loan application on behalf of Knight's tax services. Knight used part of the funds to buy a Mercedes-Benz S-Class sedan. The charge carried a statutory penalty upon the conviction of up to 30 years in prison, along with substantial financial penalties founded by a period of supervised release. There is no parole in federal system, the press release says. In words of one of these business owners who sent me a message on Instagram, we gotta do better. They will always catch us, all right? They will always catch us, so stop. For some reason, everything today is about Joanne the scamming. This next one is also from V103. And they all come from the Kenny Burns show. Hummus says, extreme couponers sent to prison in $31.8 million fraud scheme. Girl, Becky's in trouble, honey, for saving money. <laughs> the FBI is revealing new details about a $31.8 million counterfeit coupon scheme that landed a Virginia Beach couple in prison for nearly 20 years combined. In a press release last week, the agency said the investigators found fake coupons in every crevice of the house belonging to Lori Ann Talents and her husband Pacifico Talents Jr. The falsified savings were worth more than $1 million. They also found designs for coupons for more than 13,000 products on Lorianne Talon's computer. Challenging user fraudulent coupons for herself, the FBI said she sold them to subscribers that found her on social media and communicated with them using an encrypted message, messaging app. Talon was paid more than $400,000 in digital currency such as Bitcoin and sometimes exchanged coupons for stolen rolls of the special paper storage used to print out coupons, the agency say. That means Bitcoin has some worth. Go ahead and invest in it, girl. The three-year scheme was discovered by the Coupon Information Corporation, which received a tip that someone was making and mailing fraudulent coupons. In September, Talents was sentenced to 12 years in prison for perpetuating a counterfeit coupon fraud scheme that amounts to $32 million in loss for retailers and manufacturers, according to the Department of Justice. Her husband was sentenced to seven years in prison because he was aware of the of and profited from the scheme. The couple was accused of using the money for a high-end home renovation, including building a new pool and remodeling their kitchen. Talon said in a statement obtained by the New York Times, she was deeply ashamed and embarrassed by her actions. You notice the government is getting their money back, right? This is why my ass was never on food stamps. The government always get the guy. If you take anything from the government, if you get anything tax free, they gonna come back and get you for that, boo. Okay. Now this is over a coupon scheme. <laughs> this lady 
understand that, okay, in my family, coupon means two different things. We're not going to discuss the second thing, but we're talking about the actual meaning of coupon. Okay. Piece of paper that said you have a certain percentage off of something. It's legitimized if you get it from certain companies, but she did it. She created them and was selling them to people to get discounts. Now, I wonder what threw them off. Was it 50% off Louis Vuitton? <laughs> Was it 50% off Louis Vuitton? Was it 13% off of Fendi? Girl. Was Burberry having a hundred percent off sale? <laughs> but like I said, this shows you right here. The government is going to get their money. This is why I don't fuck with food sales. They always get their money. You can't be sitting there living off the government and the government ain't going to come in and be like, hey, you want this amount of money back in Texas, girl? <laughs> really? They're trying to get their money back. I wonder why. Next story is from the Shade Room. You know, if Bull Full of Shit was a person, it would be this person right here. Um, Y'all know about the Dave Chappelle situation. He's in trouble by the LGBTQ community, specifically the T community, for his transgender remarks. Um... It had to do with the baby, and he said the baby killed a guy. The baby did kill a guy. But he got canceled for talking shit about uh, transgenders, I guess. He didn't say nothing about transgender. He said something like that. And then he made a transgender joke. And, um, you know, yeah. So this is one of the head activists, honey. It says, previously revealed racist and misogynist tweets posted by Dave Chappelle protest organizers resurface. Oh, y'all, something else, right? Racist and misogynist. Okay, so you can be racist and, and misogynist, and I'm pretty sure it was always attacking black women. Because for some reason, y'all like attacking your queens. It says, activist Ashley Marie Preston has recently been in the forefront after organizing a walkout at Netflix over Dave Chappelle's latest comedy special. Funny, your black ass sitting up here, you, you did a walkout against a black man, right? Y'all both got dicks. So, y'all both, you did a walkout against Dave Chappelle, your black ass did, and then think your black ass was going to be found out, bitch. Let me continue. After taking a stand against streaming services and the comedian, Ashley Pass has come to light, and on Monday, she took the time to address the matter. Back in 2019, Ashley worked with the presidential candidate, Elizabeth Warren, during her campaign, and at the time, racist and misogynist tweets from Ashley resurfaced. The now-deleted tweet stemmed from 2010, 2011, 2012, and 2018. Girl, you just awful. Taking aim at the Asian community. Oh, you're taking ages, huh? Ooh, you about to get a rude awakening. Be careful with that one. Asians actually own their shit. 
Ashley took accountability for the tweet back in 2019 and said, taking accountability for the past, stay rooted in the present and absorbing lessons for the future. She followed up with a full statement where she apologized for her past comments. Did you lose your man to an Asian girl, girl? <laughs> Those on tweets have resurfaced once again after she organized a recent walkout at Netflix. On Monday, Ashley said in a tweet, I'll take more, it take more than tweets from nearly a decade ago and you already weaponized against me two years ago. To stop me from doing the work that free us all today. Girl, shut up. This is so old and I've already taken accountability for it. There's no scandal here. Her tweet was accompanied by a video where she discussed the matter in details. Once again, shut the hell up. You're racist and you're a misogynist and you're mad at Asian women. Specifically, I'm guessing, right? Mm-hmm. Girl, they gonna use it against you because you over here dragging this Dave Chappelle thing. There's no need to do a mass walkout. You need to mass walk your black ass out to these damn protests of people being gone down unarmed. I bet you ain't nowhere near that hoe. See, when you're doing dirty, it always gets you. Heifer. And yes, I'm saying this in a hateful manner. You over here trying to destroy somebody's career, single-handedly your black ass. And you have a pass of talking shit about the new regime. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I told y'all about that dragon. Y'all better leave that dragon alone. You're gonna get burned. This next one is from ballalert.com and it says over 150 people arrested and $31 million seized during the international drug trafficking investigation. You <laughs> Let's pause for a minute. <laughs> mm. Besides the heifer over here that was trying to start shit with Dave Chappelle and do a mass walkout and she had something against Asian women. <laughs> um, let's talk about this. Three of the four articles I just told you about has to do with the government seizing money. <laughs> Y'all like Stewie Griffin throwing a glass of orange juice in Brian's face. Why we're so big on the money, honey? Let me go ahead and read this article. The contributor to the article is Cabbage Patch Girl. And it says over a hundred, it says, due to an international drug trafficking investigation stemming from Darknet sales, law enforcement offices, officers in the United States and Europe were able to detain 150 people and recover more than $31 million. According to the DOGA, the arrest stemmed from a 10-month investigation. It's been longer than 10 months, honey. They've been known this. They're just getting your ass now. Between federal law enforcement agents in the United States and Europol Europe. Prosecutors claim that the charges are to blame for the tens of thousands of illicit sales across the United States, the United Kingdom, Australia, Bulgaria, France, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, and Switzerland. They're clearly blonde-haired, blue-eyed people that did this. 
um because black people were doing this they would have literally caught them in 10 months they this was like a 10 15 year investigation this was a long investigation and america is going around saying bitch better have my money okay that's all this is as continue with this it says investigation have allegedly recovered over 31 million dollars in cash virtually virtual currency and at least 45 guns the darknet is a portion of the internet that is accessible only through specialized anonymity providing technologies most notable the tor browser which is hosted within an encrypted network so i can't get to it <laughs> of course the prosecutors Investigators discovered a variety of illicit narcotics, including counterfeit prescriptions and opiate tablets, as well as over 152 kilos of amphetamines, 21 kilograms of cocaine, 32.5 kilograms of MDMA. Of course, you got to read the, the rest of the article on Baller Alert. And just for y'all to know, Europol is not a country. It's the... Um, it's a law enforcement agency in Europe. So basically, they had the Interpol. The, everybody came together and found out these people were doing a big drug crack trafficking ring. The last story is not about money, but it's about the original Chris Jenner girl. Did y'all know Kim Richards, Kathy, uh, Kathy Hilton, and Kyle Richards' mama was uh, the original Chris Jenner? Y'all know about that? I found this on We Speak Housewives, and it says, exclusive girl. It was written by Hazel Jones from the Daily Mail in 2015. So this is no new news. This is no new tea. It says, how Kim Richards' boozing, gold-digging stage mom forced her to perform for her male friends and push her to marry a millionaire and cheat on him to snag a billionaire. Girl, and the funny, crazy part about it is that their names are all K's too. <laughs> Kim, Kyle, and Kathy. Honey, I'm gonna talk deeper in this because I'm trying to boost myself on other platforms. But we're going to figure that out. We're going to talk about this. I have a list of things I want to talk about and just have it a group discussion with. Um, instead of me just talking to a mic. So we're going to talk about this later, girl. Uh, her mother's name was Kathy. Kathy and then you have all of them. Look at this. Look at this. Girl. She made sure her daughter got a Hilton, honey. I can't get mad at that because you know you don't want your daughter being with no broke ass so you delusionals like delusionals out here think that you deserve chance because you think you a good nigga nobody got time for the struggle life okay we're trying to keep high blood pressure away from us and part of the high blood pressure comes from financial issues just saying. 
Which is low-key why I said I wanted to have my own to the side. Because just in case you decide to leave. Just in case the guy I'm with has struggled with money. I'm able to pick us up. Specifically pick, pick me up. I help you. But you got to figure out how to pick yourself up as well. I don't mind helping. I don't mind helping when you down financially. But I do need to have my own just in case. Because money does move fast. Trust me, the more you have it, the more problems you have. That concludes all the stories I have for today. I definitely got to talk about Miss Kathy Hilton, Miss Kathy. Girl. It goes to show you, you don't know why Kim Richards is the way she is. It's so easy to judge, but Kim Richards' issues are deeply rooted all the way back to that. You know, people want to make fun of Kim for being drunk. People want to make fun of her for that. But she really has some deep-seated and sad issues. Um, and that's very unfortunate. But we're not going to go deep into that. Um, Kim Richards. I love Kim Richards. Um, we're going to talk about lycanthropy. Ooh! The werewolf. I wish I had an introduction to this. But... Werewolves. That's another thing I wouldn't mind if my dude was is a werewolf. <laughs> I could really use a werewolf boyfriend right now in the situation I'm in. <laughs> Girl, I really need look, I need you to go to this club this brother is at. He owe me some money. I need you to on Halloween for me, baby. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I wouldn't mind that. Now, I'll be straight up honest with you. I used to didn't like hairy guys, but that was because I was in my 20s. Now I'm in my 30s. I'm okay with hairy. Specifically, if you are a werewolf. Are there real werewolves out there? And I'm not talking about people who have a condition where they have hair growing all over their face. I'm talking about when you see a full moon, you howl at it, and you do what you're doing. Those not real? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yo, know, it's nothing wrong with dreaming, there's nothing wrong with thinking about it, but werewolves have been depicted for decades, okay, and in movies. And people love werewolves. People love the idea of a human being transforming. You know, it's crazy because now I'm thinking, because y'all know I'm obsessed with Harry Potter now. Um, Remus Lupin, I never understood why he thought that he was so, like, awful. And, like, people didn't like him. I thought... Like, wouldn't you think it would be cool to be married to a werewolf? 
Uh, granted, in the Potter world, werewolves are seen as a stigma, and J.K. Rowling, um, you know, put it out there why werewolves were seen as bad and what it was compared to. But we're going to talk about werewolves not being that, but we're going to talk about the history of werewolves and where it came from. And it has a very long history. Um, so sit back and relax and get some popcorn. This is going to be a transformation that you would never believe to be seen. We're going to be talking about the history and the origin of the werewolf. And I'm going to talk to you about my favorite werewolf. One of the favorite werewolves. I already talked to you about Remus Lupin. But I got some more favorite werewolves too. So sit back, relax, get some popcorn. We're going to talk about the werewolf. All right. So today's article comes from the conversation. And it says, the ancient origins of werewolves. It says, the werewolf is a staple of supernatural fiction, whether it to be film, television, or literature. You might think the snarling creature is a creation of the medieval and early modern periods and results of the superstitions surrounding magic and witchcraft. We're going to talk about that too, but that's going to be the big bang because uh, we're going to get real spiritual with the witchcraft thing. Let me continue. In reality, the werewolf is a far older than that. In reality, the werewolf is far older than that. The earliest surviving example of a man to wolf transformation is found in the epic of Gilgamesh. From around 2100 BC. However, werewolves, as we know now know, is first appeared in ancient Greece and Rome in ethnographic, poetic, and philosophical texts. These stories of the transformed beasts are usually mythological, although some have a basis in a local origin, a local history, religion, and cults. In 425 BC, Greek historian Herodotus. Describe the Nuri, a nomadic tribe of magical men who changed into wolf shapes for several days of the year. The Nuri was from Scythia, land that is now part of Russia. Using wolf skin for warmth is not outside the realm of possibilities for the inhabitants of such a harsh climate. This is likely the reason Herodotus, Herodotus Describe their practice as the transformation. The werewolf myth became integrated with the local history of Arcadia, a region of Greece. Here, Zeus was worshipped as a Lycian Zeus, Wolf Zeus, in 380 BC. Greek philosopher Plato told a story in the Republic about the protector turned tyrant of the shrine of the Lycian Zeus. In the short passage, the character Socrates remarks, the story goes that he who takes of one bit of human entrail mints up with those of other victims is inevitably transformed into a werewolf. Literary evidence suggests cult members mix human flesh into their ritual sacrifice to Zeus. Both Pliny, Pliny the Elder and Pausania 
discuss the participation of a young athlete, Demarcus, in the Arcadian sacrifice of an adolescent boy, when Demarcus was compelled to taste the enthrall of the young boy, he was transformed into a wolf for nine years. Recently, archaeologists' evidence suggests that human sacrifice may have been practiced at this site. Yeah, it's kind of grimy. Um, Monsters and Men. The most interesting aspect of Plato's passage concerned the protector-turned-tyrant, also known as the mythical king, Lycian. Expanded further in Latin texts, most notably Hyginus Fabula and Avid's Metamorphosis, Lycian story contains all the elements of a modern well-worth tale, immoral behavior, murder, and cannibalism. And Fabula, the son of Lycian, sacrificed their youngest brother to prove Zeus' weakness. They served the corpse as a suedo feast and attempted to trick the god into eating it. A furious Zeus slayed his son with a lightning bolt and transformed their father into a wolf. In avid versions, Lycian murdered and mutilated a protected hostage of Zeus but suffered the same consequences. Ovid's passage is one of the only ancient sources that goes into details on the act of transformation. His description of the metamorphosis uses hunting language that create a correlation between Lycian behavior and physical manipulation of his body. He tried to speak, but his voice broke into an echoing howl, his raveling, his raving, his ravening soul infecting his jaw, his murderous longings were turning on the cattle. He still was possessed by bloodlust. His garments were changed to a shaggy coat and his arms into legs. He was now transformed into a wolf. Ovid, Lycian, is the origin of the modern werewolf as the physical manipulation of his body hinge on his prior and moral behavior. And this has contribution to the establishment of the monstrous werewolf trope of modern fiction. Lycian's character defects are physically grafted onto his skin and manipulating his human form until he becomes that which his behavior suggests. And perhaps most importantly, Lycan began to begin the idea that to transform into a werewolf, you must first be a monster. The idea, idea that there was a link between biology, i.e. appearance, and immoral behavior developing fully in the late 20th century, however, minority groups were more often the target than mythical kings. Law enforcement scientists and the medieval community joined forces to find a cue for socially deviant behavior such as criminality, violence, and even homosexuality. Science and medicine were used as a vehicle through which the bigotry and fear could be maintained as shown by the treatment of HIV-affected men throughout the 1980s. And that's what I was talking about when I was talking about Rena's Lupin and how they thought that lycanthropy was similar to having HIV. You can't change it. Is something you can't get rid of, and it can be hereditarily passed down. Let me continue. However, werewolf stories show the idea has ancient origins. For as long as Arthur's have been changing bad men into wolves, we have been looking for the biological link between men and action. So that concludes this article about warwolves Ooh. i sound like one of those guys in uh 
You don't stump the yard. Oh, I forgot what that. It was a fraternity. It was a made-up fraternity. Keep that in mind. It was made up. Um, it was a made-up fraternity. And oh, <laughs> it was a stump the yard. I love stump the yard. Me and my cousin watched stump the yard every year during the summer. But we're not talking about stump the yard. We're talking about werewolves. Um, I want to talk a little bit about werewolves a little bit. All right, so we all know, everybody knows about the American Werewolf. I've seen parts of American Werewolf and it has the most painful looking transformation to me. I have not seen any older Werewolf movies. And as a matter of fact, after I get done with this, I'm going to try to find, after I get done watching my Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, of course, I'm going to go and find some more werewolves movie but the werewolf movie well the, my first introduction to werewolves was the michael jackson thriller video yes mr jackson was the one that introduced me to werewolves and it was actually the small introduction because him and his girl in a movie theater and they were watching a movie about a werewolf And he transformed into this werewolf. He was like, go away! <laughs> and it was scary. And then he did a whole video talking about Thriller. And then he turned into a zombie. <laughs> so my first introduction to werewolves was the Michael Jackson Thriller video, actually. Um, I haven't really seen that many werewolves movie um i already tell y'all my favorite halloween character is vampires um but at the end of the day my first introduction to werewolves was the thriller music video um the my other my what was another introduction to werewolves was um let me think oh my all I can think of is the Anthony Hawkins and Benicio Del Toro werewolf movie. I like that movie. Now, some of y'all might not like it, but I like it because it was a hereditary situation where this man did not know. He knew that his mom was killed by a werewolf, but he did not know his dad was the werewolf. You know, he just know that his mom was killed by a werewolf and him and his dad had a strange relationship. And he was told that, you know, somebody was, that his mom was killed by a werewolf. When he found his dad was a werewolf and he had werewolf tendencies and they did a duke off in the end. I thought that was the bestest. I like that. I don't like father and son fighting, but it was just, it was fun to see that you know it was a hereditary condition and he never told his son and it's weird because some people don't tell their children that they have hereditary conditions not just hiv and aids um but other conditions whether it's dealing with health or mental health issues mental health issues are health issues 
and so when you're dealing with physical health and mental health, you have medical conditions that nobody talk about in your family. Um, and it was a great way of showing how not telling your children about what they have, how it affects them negatively when you don't tell them about their condition. Let me think of another werewolf. I forgot about another werewolf. I had it on my head. All I think about was Thriller, though. Thriller is the Halloween theme, okay? You can't do Halloween without Thriller, Michael Jackson Thriller. Like, you can't do Christmas without Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas, okay? I feel like Michael Jackson is the king of Halloween. Which I understand because I adore Halloween. I really do love Halloween. But... This concludes today's topic about Halloween, about, not Halloween, about werewolves. Tomorrow, mm-hmm, tomorrow, we are talking about, tomorrow's Thursday, right? Tomorrow's Thursday, so tomorrow we're going to be talking about zombies. I was supposed to be talking about zombies today, but I didn't upload a zombie. I knew it was something I was missing, but I didn't put it out there. We're going to talk about zombies. We're going to talk about zombies and evolution of zombies in film. So that means I have to do some deep research tonight. Um, Because zombies is another one that is common. And at this point, it's becoming a thing thing and a possibility that we might all be zombies. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Ma and these walls are then You never know who's watching. You might catch someone transforming into a werewolf. Oh!